Welcome to today's topic. If today's your first time of stumbling on my channel, you're welcome on back. I've been expecting you ever since. <laughs> so, how do you manage stress? A very big question many of us have been seeking for sincere answer. But before I go home, allow me to tell you that I understand what genuine stress is. Don't think, oh, you might not understand Solomon Hayo before you start saying your principles. But I am a mother. <laughs> I am working. But for someone, as in, but for others, and also in my own uh, personal business, personal brand, I'm also a researcher. So, devoted to God's work, and like, you know, YouTube and the likes. I've never been motivated for money, let's be sincere. I love what I do. I love my music. I love the life I'm living. Despite that, it's not the best. But sometimes the true reality of life, the overwhelming activities of life can be so demanding. So I'm going to be sharing to us practical tips to handle stress. However, there will be things that I am also practicing that have been working for me. There might be times we are not diligent enough, but sincerely, when I know I'm getting stressed out, I go back to my drawing board and I pick out the principles that I need to apply as fast as possible. If not, I'm going to do what? Collapse. Uh, permit me to share something with you. Stress kills fast. Burnout, <laughs> don't pray to have it. You can endure stress for like 30 years of your life. Yes, it's possible to endure heat as in you're fighting and you're pushing yourself to the whole extreme for 30 years but you can never shit nature the day your body will come back asking for heat i pray you don't find yourself in a terrible mess you see some people just they wake up they sleep a day and they can no longer wake up you as a son just a sudden heart attack and before you know what, memory loss, they are paralyzed. There are some that might have been sponsored by other factors. But more and more in a generation where even young adults, teenagers are having burnout, going on partial memory loss. And you keep asking yourself, what's going on? Everyone is stressed up. But how do you manage your stress? You know, <laughs> despite everything I'm doing, sometimes I sleep for like four, five hours. Yes, I still manage to look up. Number one, cocked out friends, activities that drains you. Yes. Number two, once in a while, turn off your social media. Yes. Number three, it's radical, right? Yes. Weekends, like let's take maybe some Sundays in the evening, ignore everybody. Just take care of yourself. Just daydream. Meditate for just like 30 minutes, one hour. Yes, that happens to me a lot. I don't care what you want to do. I don't care the to-do list. I just sit on my bed, you know, just daydreaming. I'm awake. But I just want to allow my mental health, you know, my body, my thoughts, my mind, everything. Just allow your brain. Take a wonder. Let it wander through the wandering land. I don't know. Just Allow yourself to explore nature. Just think of something. Some outrageous daydreaming when you're on the beach, you know, when you went flying. Just allow yourself to daydream. 
Why? You free your spirit out of like entanglement, things that look so overwhelming. You might even daydream on things that you want to do. Just like, oh, I wish, you know, my husband was more romantic. Just daydream. You know why? You're stepping out of the prison of activities. You're just allowing your spirit, you know, your mind, your subconsciousness to be its true self. Let it wander into creativity. That is very important. Do you know why it's different from meditation? Meditation is like something very specific. I need to think of a problem. Sometimes allow ourselves to be free. Be free of those principles, those um, activities, those do's and don'ts. That's how you discover more yourself. That is how, you know, when you're just done, you're like, oh, it's time. Like, let me come back to the reality. That's it. At that time, you allow your mind to explore like a child, like an innocent child. It brings out the youthfulness in you. I'm not going to dwell more on that, but that was number three. Now, let's go back to the first two. Like, that sounds weird, <laughs> but... Do you know how many millions of information flying there at night? You think you cannot survive with your internet on? You think you cannot survive without WhatsApp? Oh, there's a meeting. I'm going to miss a sale. I'm going to miss a, 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 an important information. But please, five years ago, before the world became so obsessed with technology, weren't you surviving? Wasn't your business flourishing? Yes, you might not have made millions compared to what you're making now. But at least then, your standard of living wasn't that terrible. So what happened? What has changed? The rise in technology is giving us the rise in poor mental health. Toxic friends blocked them. One day, a young lady walked up to me and was like, how do I manage to do all these things? I laughed. Before giving her a response, I screenshot my WhatsApp. My WhatsApp status, and I sent to her. She was like, "Is it what she's thinking?" I was like, "Well, I don't know what you're thinking, but if it is what I'm thinking, then you're right." What was it? Every other person on my contact, their status was muted. That is to say, when I upload something on my status, I am not going to see every other people's status. As in, it has been placed on silence or maybe muted. Everyone. Because why? Should everybody, should I see everybody's status? Before I said Jack Robinson, I would have spent 20 minutes scrolling through other people's status. But which adds value to me and that which do not add value to me. I've wasted time. That 20 minutes, I could have spent maybe resting. And number two, the more I know about what is going on in your life, some of them might put me a bit in discomfort, not out of jealousy, the prayer to compete, the prayer to outshine them, the prayer of jealousy and heavy, the prayer that makes me feel bad of not doing enough. And those things I donated. So toxic activities, things that might drain me, friends that might sometimes drain me, I avoid it. On a lighter mode where we have some things to share with each other, of course, my every, but every other thing, yeah. So do you see what I'm trying to say? Good. And the fourth thing, what will you do? Learn to take a time out. Yes. As a deliberately put it on your to-do list. I do that twice a day. But I didn't get there in a day. I didn't get there in a year. 
have tried and struggled many principles that have failed. If you realize I'm an advocate of time management, you can check my previous videos, but it is a deliberate journey. And I'm thanking God, I'm not an expert in it, but truly, <laughs> I can tell you that there are a lot of things I managed successfully, but I didn't get there, not even in five years. So now every day I have like 20 minute segment that's just free. Rest. Even call sometimes when my husband calls me, maybe just for a few days, if it falls down to my resting time, I might not be. Sometimes when I pick up, like, okay, is it important? Okay, just to check out yourself. Okay, I'm just resting. And he hands the call. It's like a principle we've created. Or maybe I'm trying to write content, being a writer, and I've just finished meditating, brainstorming for like two hours and the inspiration starts coming. Such a time, I don't pick calls. Even maybe my parents or someone very, very, very close to you calls to check on me. I might not pick, but if I see that it's like a persistent call, I pick, okay? Anything important? No, just to check on you, I'll call you back. I'm busy. Or I'll say, I'm writing. Or I say, I'm resting. That, I think I appreciate my parents for that. My mom will always say, when someone is resting, that's the only special time that belongs to them. Let them be. And you know, when I met my husband, I've always talked to me about that. that don't wake people up from their sleep. Except it's becoming abnormal. And don't disrupt people's resting time. Some, it causes them headache. You know, so... What am I emphasizing on is that that time, your rest time, I might just decide to rest and shield with a cup of coffee. I might lie down. I might decide to just sit and scroll through maybe YouTube or anything, but I'm just totally resting. I'm not engaging my head, my brain in anything. You need it a minimum of twice a day. Basically, should you be a freelancer? Should you be an entrepreneur or someone that truly works for yourself? And if you're working for someone, maximize your break. Or early in the morning, stop the rush. And I think that would be the fifth point. Stop the rush. Many of us will wake up in the morning, 5 a.m., you're rushing, you're rushing, and the next thing you've dashed out. You've started your day with a rush. You will definitely end it with a rush. Learn to create 10 minutes or 20 minutes. You might just sit back, okay, what am I going to do today? I do that often. Even before I start my devotion, being a Christian, you know, I have to pray, study the Bible. I just like create 10 minutes. I wake up, okay, thanks Lord for today, that's good. Okay, I checked my phone, maybe there's no important, uh, extra, uh, extra important uh, message. And I ask myself, what do I want to do today? Mentally, I picture first, what do I have to do today? And you know, the next question I ask myself, how do I go about it? That singular question alone, that simple act makes you distressless because mentally you've analyzed, okay, how about doing this first? Okay, okay, and like, wow, that's good. Okay, I'll do it this way. And I've always ended up spending lesser hours than I imagined, than I expected. It happened to me recently. I already budgeted like 10 hours for a particular first because I was already anticipating how difficult it's going to be. So, but I just realized I was a bit overwhelmed. The stress, the prayer. And you know what I did? I spent like one and a half hour brainstorming on how to go about it. 
I was with no pen, nothing to take note, nothing to write down. I just wanted to free my head. So eventually I was like, okay, I need to just get started. One and a half hour is gone. I need to get started. You would not believe it. I was shocked. I spent five hours doing it. I'd had my colleagues that spent the entire day brainstorming. They couldn't get a solution. Like brainstorming when I remember like everybody's trying to do something, make research. Everybody was, you know, making research, doing this, doing that. I just kept quiet. I decided to sleep. When I woke up, they gave me a call that, oh, we couldn't resolve it. I was like, all right, don't worry. I think we'll be able to find a solution. So just one and a half hour of just sitting back, thinking, deep meditation. I needed no screen. I was not researching first, but I was just ruminating on the project first. Okay, what does this really mean? I needed to put myself into work before diffusing millions of information. So sincerely, there is power of meditation. There is a power of taking a step back first. That's how to manage stress. And should you have toxic colleagues, toxic employers, don't allow that to get into your head. Seriously, I don't want this video to be too long because I'm trying to compress information. But if you have questions, please never hesitate to drop them at the comment box. If there need be for us to do another episode of this, I'm going to be so happy to share more on them. Well, like I said, should you have a toxic employer, toxic colleagues, situations around you that pushes you into stress, stress starts from here. It starts from you. You can manage stress from within and you can dictate your pace. What are we chasing in this world? Money? <laughs> what if tomorrow you collapse and you have a memory loss? You won't even be able to remember your bank account. You wouldn't even be able to remember the value of money. I know what I'm saying. I've almost lost someone very close to me to memory loss after managing an enduring stress for close to 35 years. And just at the prime where she hoped to benefit from all her years of toil and labor, you know, in a beautiful retiring age, and here she went into an attack. And you know what? All this made me reinforce my decision. Nobody is going to dictate my life or my time. I'm not going to serve someone at the expense of my future. It's when you're alive, you can make money. It's when you're alive, you can browse YouTube, Facebook, WhatsApp, Twitter, LinkedIn, and the rest. And the last thing I'm going to be sharing with us is you don't need to have all those social media applications. No, you don't need to have them. Recently, I blocked two of my uh, social media accounts, Instagram. I my brand, my personal one, I blocked them. I deleted. Okay, I'm missing out, but you know what? In the beginning of this year, I made an evaluation of the few social media applications I have. I analyzed their returns. I had some metrics that I used personally. Okay, in this particular field of business, how was the feedback, the number of comments, the number of, uh, what's it called? engagement that has been generated from this when i mean engagement i mean real engagement that finally boils down to the objective and analyzed a lot of them and you know what i deleted histogram i deleted twitter 
uh, even Telegram. I had to reopen Telegram recently just because of a particular client and sense is on pause. But why? I concentrated my energy on few applications that are working for me. I don't need to be everywhere. So we're in a generation we need us like you know what? I think I just <laughs> I want you to take your decisions, but sincerely I'm sure you're going to agree with me that we are almost everywhere. It might be working for others. That doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. It might have generated thousands of customers, clients for some, but does this truly tally with your business? Let's take a very practical uh tip. I love writing and I love you know speaking. But all this does not really flow into Instagram. Instagram, we have a limited number of words. So most time, I'm obliged to cut short few of my write-ups. And secondly, Instagram does not take long videos. So I'm obliged to like shorten to 30 seconds, one minute. That doesn't really produce anything for me. Because even adding links, like to generate leads to maybe my website or my Facebook account to read up or watch the entire content, it's even complicated each time I need to change. You know what? That doesn't work for me. But if I'm into short content creation, or maybe short writer, quotes, yeah, but that's going to be taking also more of my time, more of my attention. Can you see? So analyze what works for you and drop out the rest. Dump them. Just dump them. You would see, but if truly you want to agree with me write out all the steps practicalize them please do i think in two weeks you're gonna come back to tell me it's truly worth it you're gonna see the, the the real difference how you manage better your time how you also feel a bit distressed most times and even should you have a toxic employer or colleagues you're a bit relaxed even when they come with their stress you're a bit composed and you know like you have a solid shock absorber ready to absorb all their stress. And you know, the one that was like, she looks so composed. Despite how we're busy shouting, vibrating, but she looks so composed. Yeah, because mentally you're already composed. Even if your stress level is going to increase within a short period of time, that's all. And when you get back home, like I said, you're 20 minutes to decompress. And you will be a good mother a good father, a more loving spouse. You have more time for yourself, ever radiant, ever beautiful, ever handsome, and that's just it. Life is so simple. We human beings make it complicated. See you next time. Never hesitate to press the like button.